bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. It says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that a promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. I like that. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak, in faith. I want you to note that phrase, weak in faith. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Underline that strengthened in faith. The old King James says strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Interesting. I'm going to comment on two major things about Abraham. I'll talk about what he didn't do and then what he did. First, let's look at what Abraham did not do. What did he not do? Because if we're going to walk in faith, we have to learn from the aspects. We have to learn what they didn't do and what they did. What they did right, so we can do it. So let's look at what he didn't do. Two things he didn't do. The first thing the Bible says, he did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body. Although his body was getting old, it did not factor in his faith. When Abraham calculated all that was needed for him to have faith in God's promise, his body was not in the calculation. Abraham left out the fact that his body was old or that Sarah was also old and barren. And the Bible says her womb was dead. Even in her younger days, she couldn't have a child. Now she's post-menopausal. She's way gone. And the Bible describes the womb as dead. But Abraham, the Bible says, he didn't factor that. He didn't consider that. So when, when you ask Abraham uh, about what God is going to do, and you say, but Abraham, look at your body. He didn't calculate his body into the equation. He didn't consider that. He, he, he left that out of the calculation. That's amazing. Is it factual? Yes. Is it the fact that he's growing old? Yes. Is it the fact that his wife is old? Yes. Is it the fact that it's scientifically impossible for a person to give birth to a child at that age? Yes. It's all scientifically 
factual, but he didn't factor that. You see, many times when we want to walk in faith, we factor in all the signs. We factor in all the natural facts. And then when we factor in all the natural fact, then we add the word of God to the natural fact. By the time you do that, you are walking in unbelief because one part of you believes and the natural fact is defeating your mind and telling you it's impossible. But Abraham looked at the natural fact and when he was doing his addition and subtraction, he subtracted natural fact and only kept the word of God and the promise of God. He didn't consider it. If you're going to walk in faith, you have to learn from this guy. There are some things you don't have to consider. And it's hard for us not to consider, especially when you are living in your body. And you, wherever you go, your body goes with you. There was no, never a time that Abraham goes somewhere that he didn't see his body. And he didn't see his wife's body. He saw it. But any time he saw his own body or he saw his wife's body, he says, that's not part of the equation. God's word is not based on my body or Sarah's body. This is not part of it. I don't consider it. I don't accept any fact concerning my body and Sarah's body. My faith is not based on that fact. He didn't consider it. That's the first thing he didn't do. He subtracted his body from the equation. Second thing Abraham did not do is that he did not waver at the promise of God. The old King James says he didn't stagger at the promise of God. He stayed in the word. His, he planted his feet on God's word. And when he was tested, he stood firm. He didn't stagger. Abraham never moved from Believing to unbelief. Never staggered. I don't know about you. I stagger. Don't you stagger? I stagger. I waver. Many times God says something, you believe it, and then you look at the physical evidence. And these days, we believe science more than God. So you look at the physical evidence and you say, ah, ah this thing, I don't think it will work. Ah, this thing is not possible. Ah, it's not possible. But God says it's possible. God says, I'm the Lord that heals you. Your x-ray says you're not healed. If you were Abraham, Abraham will not consider that. But we consider it. And once you consider it, you're going to waver. You're going to stagger. And because Abraham did not consider his own body and didn't factor it in the equation, he never staggered. He didn't waver. And some will say, well, but what about when... when uh, Isaac, uh, when Hagar uh, was presented to him, didn't he waver? No, he didn't waver. Because Abraham at that time did not know that the promise included Sarah. He saw himself as the only one who could produce. And really, he produced a child. So he didn't waver through unbelief. He still trusted God. The only thing that he didn't know was that that promise necessarily required Sarah. And when he re realized it required Sarah, he went back to faith and believed God that his wife will produce a child. Never wavered, never wavered, never wavered. All right. So we looked at two things he didn't do. Let's look at what he did. Let's look at what Abraham did. The first thing Abraham did was that Abraham believed what God called him. Abraham believed what God called him. That's very important. 
Abraham believed that God gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Abraham believed that whatever God calls a thing, that is what the thing will be. So God called him the father of many nations and he believed that he was father of many nations. He believed what God called him. It's very a powerful truth. Believe what God, whatever God calls a thing, that is what it is. How many of you have watched the movie Bruce Almighty? Bruce Almighty with uh, Jim Carrey. And uh, th there's a point where he meets uh, Morgan Freeman, who is supposed to be God. And, uh, and uh, he's being tested. And, and, and he, he, he tries to, you know, make his fingers a certain number and he'll point it out and, and God will tell him he'll, he'll do two and, and, and God will say two and he'll three and God will say three. And, and then at a certain point, he, he I think, Ray, he, he had five fingers or so behind him and he showed it to God and God says seven. And he said, oh, you're a liar. Because he, to him, he, he had five fingers at the back, and God says seven. And then he looked, and two more fingers had been added. Because whatever God calls a thing, that's what it is. Whatever he calls it, that's what it is. If, if it is five and he says it's seven, it's seven. Whatever God calls a thing, that is what it is. So, if you are a man and God calls you a woman, you are a woman. I mean, you say, well, well, the doctor says I'm a man, but the moment God says, you are a woman, you are a woman. He totally reconfigures you, you become a woman. If you are a cat and God says you are a lion, you are a lion. Whatever God calls a thing, that is what it is. When, God, when you are poor, God says rich, you are rich. When you are weak, he says you are strong, you are strong. Whatever God calls a thing, that is what it is. And so Abraham believed God who calls the things which be not as though they were. God doesn't wait for the situation to change before he calls it. He calls it and the situation conforms to his calling. That Abraham believed what God called him. God says, I'm the father of many nations. I am the father of many nations. That's the first thing Abraham did. He believed what God called him. And you have to ask yourself, what does God call me? How does he call my situation? Because the way he calls you is who you are. The way he calls your situation is the way the situation is. When you have enemies you can't defeat and God says they are bread, they are bread. When, when you are surrounded by enemies and God says the Egyptians you see today, you see no more, they are no more. Uh, you may be seeing them, but they are no more. They may be riding horses, but they are no more. They may have chariots, but they are no more. And I'm here to tell somebody, those enemies that have risen against you, they are no more. I said they are no more. They may be sitting in the office and sitting on their seat, but they are no more. Whatever God calls it, that is what it is. Abraham believed what God called him. Second thing Abraham did, he believed even when everything looked hopeless. I like how 
the Bible puts it, he says, who contrary to hope believed in hope? That's quite an interesting statement. Contrary to hope, he said, when there was no hope, he created hope. When the situation was hopeless, he still had hope. When everything was against him, Abraham still held on to the promise of God. He believed he would be the father of many nations, even as age caught up with him. He believed that. He never wavered. He believed, I'm the father of many nations. And to Abraham, he would have believed he would be father of many nations till he died. Doubting God was not in the equation. If believing God will lead him to death, you would rather die than disbelieve God. He believed God. And he never wavered. And he trusted him. Now, the question most people will ask is, is there a time when we can give up on a dream? Yes, there is a time when you must give up on a dream. When the dream is your dream. And the plan is your plan. And the idea is your idea then when contrary circumstances come, you can give up on it. But if it is God's dream, and if it is God's word, and if it is God's promise, then when contrary circumstances come, the word of God shall not return to him void. It shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. So the most important factor is, is this God's word, God's promise to me, or my own desire? If it's my own desire, I will use common sense. There are some things that I desired. I wanted to be world heavyweight boxing champion. When I was young, I liked boxing. I liked Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, later Muhammad Ali. I followed, I had, I had books, uh, scrap books of boxing. I, 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 I had so much boxing history and knowledge. I, I used to box. I believed I'll be a boxing champion of the world. I've given up that dream. Because I have considered my body. I've considered it. And I know it's totally impossible. Why? Because it's my dream. It's my dream. It's my desire. And when it's your own desire to do something, to have something, use common sense. But if God, Jehovah, gave you a word, then heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall not pass away. You have to be sure that that word you're trusting is the word of God. Thirdly, the third thing Abraham did is that he was fully convinced that God was able. He was fully convinced. Fully. You know, I, I, I don't, when I read the Bible, I don't take words easily. I, I, when the Bible wants to say something, it says it the way it is. The Bible could have said he was convinced. And that would be good, fine enough for me. It, it could have just said Abraham was convinced that God was able. Abraham was convinced. And if he's convinced, oh, that's good enough. It's a good word. But it says fully. It means that you can be convinced but not fully convinced. Convinced but not fully. Now many of us are convinced but not fully. So you, you, you are convinced, hey, I believe it will be well. Hey, I believe I'm healed. Hey, I believe, I believe. But, but this thing, pa, when you look at it. Hmm. So you're convinced but not fully 
convinced. The Bible says Abraham was not just convinced, but he was fully convinced. There was no iota of doubt. Nothing. Fully. People will laugh at him when they heard his name. What's your name? Father of many nations. <laughs> How many children do you have? None. And what's your name again? Father of many nations. And how many children do you have? None. And how old are you? 75. And how old is your wife? 65. And what's your name? Father of many nations. And they say, well, the people, I'm sure people will say, let's take him to the doctor, the specialist, and, and, and let Abraham hear the truth. Not from us, his relatives, but from the experts. So they go to the chief doctor at that time. What's your name, sir? Father of many nations. And how old are you? 85. And how many children? None. And your wife? 75. And what's your name again? Father of many nations. I'm sure the doctor would tell the relatives, I've examined him, his problem is not physical. <laughs> it's mental. I am not the right person to treat him. Take him to the other place. Let him see a psychiatrist because this case is gone beyond medical help. But the Bible says he was fully convinced. Did the experts try to talk him out? Yes. Did relatives try to talk him out? Yes. Did his own body try to speak to him? Yes. But he was fully convinced. One thing you can be sure of, your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested.